Amen. It feels so good to be in his house tonight. Amen. Good to see everybody here. Our prayers are for all the world travelers. Amen. I think there's still like 25 people. We're not. We're talking about regular people. Like I'm going to be there every service people. Missing. Amen. Enjoying good time of uh, vacation and fellowship and all that. Prayers for them as they travel home. Amen. Prayers for your pastor tonight as he tries to preach. He got up at 7 o'clock yesterday morning. Got the stuff together. Got dropped off at the airport at 11 o'clock Boise time. And uh, landed at 11 something today. 24 hours to get. I could have walked here, I think. Yeah. Bad thing is I don't sleep in airplanes. I don't sleep in airports. I don't sleep unless I'm in my bed with my pillows and my fan. So anyway, y'all pray. I got home and uh, I laid down in my bed at four, I think. Got up at five. So, but I feel the strength of the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't know which one would be worse, just me normal or me running on adrenaline. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm just happy to be in Arkansas. Amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. It's good to see Morgan back there with Melanie. God bless her. Thank you for being here. Amen. I'm telling you, God has sure been good to this church. Amen. Praise God. Good to see my friend Joe Chancellor back there. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And I didn't even see the mains, I guess, when I walked in. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Amen. Praise God. You got your Bible? If you'll open them to Leviticus, the 24th chapter. I'm going to read in Leviticus 24. Not the whole thing, but that's where I'll start. And then I'll read uh, one verse in Matthew 5. Amen. Praise God. God is so good to us. Amen. I can't complain. Amen. I don't have any sad stories to tell anybody. Amen. This is my story. God has always brought me through. Amen. Praise God. I kind of cringe when people talk about how bad stuff's going on. And because uh, all I can think about is how blessed we are. Amen. I've traveled the world, seen people that would do anything to be able to stand where you're standing and live in the house you live in and drive the car you drive and eat at the table you eat at. Amen. We're just a blessed people I'm thankful amen praise God Leviticus 24 and 1 and the Lord spake unto Moses saying command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure oil amen pure oil olive beaten for the light to cause the lamps to burn everybody say continually he said I want you to bring Bring the olive oil 
for the lights. I want these lamps to burn continually. Without the veil, that means on the outside of the veil of the testimony. In the tabernacle of the congregation shall Aaron order it from the evening unto the morning before the Lord. Everybody say it again. Continually. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. He shall order the lamps upon the pure candlestick before the Lord. Everybody say it. Continually. Matthew 5 and 14 simply says this. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, Keeping the Light Burning. Keeping the Light Burning. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I, I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus, we need you in this house one more time, God. I want you to help us, God. I want you to strengthen your people. I want you to help your people, God. You've been so wonderful. Hallelujah. We want to be the best we can be. Come on, why don't you cry out to God, make me better, Lord. Make me what you want me to be. Help me, Jesus. Mold me, shape me, God, to your perfect will. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, why don't you clap your hands to Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach about keeping the light burning. Everybody say keeping the light. Everybody say burning. The Old Testament temple had to keep the lights burning and it was to be continually, which means perpetual. Amen. It means it was never to be dark in there. And we know that the Bible teaches us that when Eli was older and his eyes began to grow dim, there was a, a dimming of the light, a going out of the light. The Bible says it like this. It says, ere the light of the temple went out. It was talking about Right before the light of the temple went out, it was because Eli, his vision began to grow dark and he began to uh, maybe think about different things. But the problem was that Eli had not passed it down to the next generation to where they believed uh, it was important to keep the lights burning as much as Eli did. Amen. We could have church and we could have Holy Ghost parties or whatever you want to call it and enjoy it all. But if we don't ever teach these young people the importance of keeping the light burning, it'll only last one generation. Amen. But I'm going to preach to them and I'm going to preach to you and I'm going to preach to me. Amen. God wants this thing to just keep on going. Amen. He's got people he's wanting to save that we don't even know about today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look back there and see Robbie full of the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. What a miracle. Then guess what he does? He starts telling his mom about this Holy Ghost. You know what it is? She's seeing a light in him she ain't never seen before. Saying, son, what's different about you? Where you been? What you been doing? You got to come see the light, mom. You got to come experience what I've experienced. Now, what happens when people get here if, if there's no light? What happens when they get here if there's no power? What does Kyle do if he walks in and nobody talks to him and nobody brings him in and nobody teaches him? Hey, you got to repent of your sins. Uh, you got to get baptized in Jesus' name and keep on pushing till you get the Holy Ghost. Uh, Tell you what happens, he will come a few times and he would leave. Problem is, after first few times he came, he said, I, I don't know what happened to me tonight. I was praying and I felt something that I've never felt before. I almost fell down. Let me tell you a little story about that's what it was like the day this started. 2,000 years ago when the church of the living God started, they were falling down. They thought they were drunk. Uh, and the man with the key said, they're not drunk like you think they're drunk. Uh, this is that Holy Ghost. Uh, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. Come on, church. I wonder if anybody's going to help me keep this burning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. When's the last time you grabbed your child and started praying with them? When's the last time you grabbed them and started jumping up and down with them, praising God? When's the last time you grabbed them by the hand and ran the aisles together? When's the last time you shouted with them? When's the last time they seen you shout? When's the last time they seen you get a breakthrough? Uh, come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Uh, woo, well, I don't feel like it. don't matter whether you feel like it. Uh, we got to keep the lights burning. Uh, we got to keep the fire going. Uh, there's a new generation coming. Come on, let's love Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, the problem with Eli not making his boys do right is that they, they lost respect for the things of God. They lost the fear of God. Let me tell you, I'll just say it in the, the Southwest Arkansas translation of the Bible. It's, it means this. You're an idiot if you don't fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, don't tell me you got a calling on your life if you ain't got an ounce of the fear of God upon you. I don't care how good you sing uh, if you ain't got a fear of God in you. Uh, hallelujah. You lose churches when people lose the fear of God. You lose your family when you lose the fear of God. It ain't just scared of God. That's part of it. There is a little bit. 
Amen. If you don't live right, you're going to be lost. Amen. There's a lake of fire that's already been made for the devil, but everybody that don't obey God's going to go there also. There is some fear to it, but there's reverence. Amen. And this is how you, how do you do it? This is how you do it. You start out when they're little bitty. And you tell them, we don't fly kites in the church. This ain't the Chick-fil-A playground. Amen. You sit down when they're sitting down. When I stand up, you stand up. When I lift my hands, you lift your hands. What are you talking about, Daddy? I'm talking about you better learn to fear God and the things of God. What I've discovered is that people, go, kids are going to just about do like their mom and dad. There are exceptions, thank the Lord. One way, woe is me the other way. But for the most part, if you're a, a bench warmer, you'll raise a bunch of bench warmers. If you're scared in church... You'll raise a bunch of scaredy cats. If you're scrolling through Facebook while church is going on, you'll raise up a bunch of Facebook scrollers. But if you're a worshiper, when you feel the power and you, you know what you'll do? You'll raise a bunch of worshipers. Hallelujah. Man, when you begin to lose the fear of God, it's just a matter of time until the light goes out. Praise God. I said it's just a matter of time until the light goes out. Amen. Let, let us reverence the things of God. Be careful what you say about this church. Be very careful how you open your mouth. I've seen little bitty children get a curse put upon them because uh, they were rebellious and wouldn't do. Hey, I, I want a blessing put upon everybody. I want the goodness of God put upon everybody. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. He said, I don't want the lamp to go out in the house of God. That's what, this is God's law. You know what? He said, I don't want dead, dark church. I don't want church to be sad and depressed and we're all going under and we're all defeated. I don't buy into all that. Amen. I believe God's people are a blessed people. I believe if you do right, God's going to open up the windows of heaven on you. Uh, I believe when God opens the door, no man can shut it. You know what I believe? I believe the word is what I believe. I believe I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Uh, I'm blessed in the field. And when I walk through them doors, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Why? How can you say that? I tell you, I'm a regular customer. I'm glad they didn't sing very long. 
Praise God, because I've been missing y'all. <laughs> Amen. Thank the Lord. We're going to spend some time together tonight. Praise God. People talk about this church all over the world, saying it's a powerful church and all. And they love what they feel and all this. Wouldn't it be awful if it was just a little short-term deal and we end up some old dead church? It won't happen if some people get committed to keeping the light burning. Praise God. Amen. Can everybody hear me okay? All right. I didn't know if that 747 back there was too loud. Amen. Praise God. Turn that 747 down a little bit and then turn the air down if they're hot or cold or whatever. Praise God. It's good to see Javier in church. Amen. Praise God. And Sister Fabiola's bro- sister and brother-in-law, Enrique and Shady and Hosey and Nelly. Praise God. Man, we should have had the lights out when they got here and turned them on real fast. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. God said, I want the lights to burn. Amen. We don't want dead church. We don't want it to be a place we just hang out. Don't matter if anything happens or not. It's just where our friends are. Amen. I'm friends with everybody, I hope. But that ain't the reason I'm here tonight. Praise God. I'm in here because I want God to come down. I, I hope I hope somebody's been on an altar this week. And I hope there's some coals. And I hope they carry it over to some incense and pour them together. And I hope it turns into a glory cloud coming down. I hope the fire of the Holy Ghost comes down before we leave. And everybody in this building begins to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. How does it happen? It happens when somebody cares. They say, I care. In ancient times, a lamp had three parts. One part was the vessel. Everybody say the vessel. It was some type of pottery or something that could hold the oil. The other part of the lamp was a linen wick. And the third part was simply the oil. So the vessel had to hold the oil. And when it would hold the oil, the wick would pull it up, absorb it slowly. And that oil coming up that wick would make the fire. But first of all, for the light to keep burning, the vessel had to be able to hold the oil. Well, hallelujah. Might get tight. 
but it's all going to be right. Thinking this afternoon, what would it would be good if God filled everybody up? If the vessel was broken, <laughs> the vessel had holes in it, couldn't, praise God. Thank the Lord for what we feel around these altars. But thank the Lord that people can retain some of it tomorrow. Thank the Lord for some vessels uh, that can retain what they've been feeling uh, and what they've been filled up with. Uh, And tomorrow, uh, that same light that shines tonight uh, will still be shining. Hallelujah. Man, I'm convinced more now than ever before that you can't change anybody. But you can change yourself. Amen. The thing that we love to do is try to correct everybody. Boy, their sleeves ain't right and this ain't right. Don't you know what they've done and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me just go ahead and inform you. You can't fix nobody. If they don't want to be fixed, they ain't going to get fixed. What you ought to do is pray, God, I wish you'd get a hold of them tonight. I wish the power of God would come down and they get determined in their spirit. Hey, I want to hold this oil. Amen. Everybody say we are the vessel. We got to get it, be on the lookout for ways that this Holy Ghost oil will get away from us. Woo. Praise God. I'm convinced more than ever that your prayer needs to be God, search my heart. God, you still got that big light that you knocked Paul off of that mule that day with. Why don't you take that same light and shine it down on me? And if you see some place that I'm going to lose my Holy Ghost, I want you to show me. I want it corrected. Patch me up. Heal me up. Correct me Come on, church, I'm going to help somebody. Uh. It ain't going to do you no good on Sunday night to shout and speak in tongues uh, if you're going to go right out to the car and open up pornography and start looking at it. Uh, all that Holy Ghost just went pouring out. Uh, hey, we got to look. Uh, we got to patch. Uh, Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Oh, that Holy Ghost. All the liberty people feel and shout and all that. It ain't going to do no good if you let a bad spirit get up on you. Let a temper get up on you. 
Let an angry spirit get on you. Uh, Amen. It's going to suck it all out. Uh, Hollywood will suck it all out. Uh, The world will suck it all out. And you're going to be as empty as you were when you walked in. God, repair the vessel. God, repair the vessel. Before we can ever keep the lights burning, we got to get the vessels where they can hold oil. You shout with somebody on Sunday night. If Tuesday they still got that same look on their face, you can rest assured. They've been working on number one. (laughs) But if they're shouting Sunday night and they walk in Wednesday night and they're mad at everybody in this building. You know what? It all leaked out, my friend. You can't keep the lights burning with a bad leak. I didn't think anybody run the aisles, but maybe a Baptist hand clapper or, or nod. Hallelujah. Praise God. The more I worked on myself, the more Holy Ghost I feel all week long. The more I don't say everything I think, the more Holy Ghost I feel. Well, hallelujah. I'll say it like this, the more the garbage of the world I keep out of my mind. The more I stay away from the gossip crowd, the more Holy Ghost I feel. The more I get away from the accusers of the brethren, the more Holy Ghost I feel. You know what it is? You're healing up the breaches. You're born you're in sin, shaping in iniquity. Your nature is to be mean. Your nature is to be jealous. Your nature is to be envious and a murderer and an adulterer. All the works of the flesh. That's your nature. Don't act all, oh, I'm righteous. No, if you quit praying, you'll do it too. That's how you were born. And so you got to learn how to repair the vessel. You know what? If that's how it happened last week, I ain't doing that no more. If I was around that person and I got the feeling all unclean and I couldn't touch God, note to self, you ain't going to corner me with your gossip. You ain't going to pull my Holy Ghost out. I'll shout. I will say it's a lot easier when you get old because you can just act like you didn't hear them. Praise God. Huh? What? Slow down. 
Hang on. I got to go. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? You know what the peer pressure in this church ought to be? To do right. You know what the peer pressure in our school ought to be? To do right. The pressure ought to be in our school. If, if one of them didn't have the Holy Ghost, they ought to feel pressure. I'm going to be lost. <laughs> hey, pressure's good if you do it the right way. Praise God. So you got to learn how to look and see what causes you to become empty so fast. And you just got to breach that up. There, there may be people you got to disconnect from. If it's your spouse, you can't disconnect from them. We need to talk. <laughs> but there's friends. There may even be family. You, ain't, you, you don't have to spend all your life with them. If they drag you down to the pits of hell, you, you got to learn how to shake them. What, what, what good would it be to say, well, I'm everybody's friend. I'm the one everybody brings their problem to. I'm kind of like Jesus. You'll end up kind of like Judas is what you'll end up. Praise God. I pray every day, God, search me. You know, I, I want to know if there's a way that I could, this Holy Ghost would get out of me. Amen. Praise God. If you know, for a lot of people, there's a lot of power in music. I get kind of shocked sometimes when I'm scrolling through Instagram, which... I'm trying to quit doing that. Absolute waste of time. I don't hardly do it any very much. But it's shocking when I see Pentecostal people that uh, like they're showing you stuff, you know. And it's like the music that I threw out the window when I got the Holy Ghost. It's the background music. It didn't get there by itself. Somebody retrieved it somewhere and I don't know how you do it, but. That's what I rolled the window. See, I didn't even have power windows. We, this is the old days. I rolled it down. And I took all the Georges. Straight. Jones. And I thought, why do I have to listen to it now? Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I know, it's sad. It makes me cry sometimes, too. Everybody say, I want to work on myself. I want to find if there's a place where this joy that I've got is leaking out. Where, where, where does it go? Hey, God's been dealing with me. I think people know where it goes, but you just got to be a big enough boy and big enough girl to say that's where it's going. That's where I'm getting off track. It may not be anything real bad. It may just be a vain imagination. 
Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Yeah. You have no idea. No, there's a man died for you. People love you. Let's go. Everybody's looking down at something. I don't know what they're looking at. We all turn around like this and preach a while. Amen. You can't keep the lights burning if the oil leaks out. I know this is elementary, but I'm elementary. It ain't going to work very long. That feeling's going to go away. Your joy will leave. Getting kind of quiet in here. Help me, Jesus. I want it to hold on. Hallelujah. I don't want the works of the flesh to drain me. Hallelujah. I don't even want to read them, but you know what they are. The works of the flesh will drain you every time. Amen. Everybody say, let's keep the lights burning. If you get the vessel where it will hold oil, there's only two things that can make the lights go out. One is... All the oil just burns out. Life has a way of burning the oil. It had to be replaced. They had to continually keep bringing it. They had to continually bring the olive oil. They had to every day bring some more. Every day they had to add to it. You know what I'm talking about right now? Every day you got to get something going in your life. Why am I just seeing darkness? It just seems like it's dark all around me. Because you need a Holy Ghost breakthrough, my friend. You may be a good person doing everything right in your life. Uh, You may not be in the gossip crowd. You may be dressing right, acting right, being kind to everybody. But you still got to get some oil and you got to get it down. (laughs) Hallelujah. Lord began to deal with me. I don't know, somewhere between San Francisco and Chicago, maybe in the air. We always have to be adding. So God can add oil through prayer. He can add it through the word of God. He can add it through the preach word of God. He can add it through your intense praise. And think about this. There's an appointed filling station where God wants all this to happen. Hallelujah. The Bible said, let us hold fast 
the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. The 25th verse of Hebrews 10 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. Did you know that some people's manner is to just go to church when they want to? When they feel like it. Amen. But the Bible said, you exhort one another. Amen. Come together and help one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Friend, if you can't see the day approaching, you're spiritually a blind man. If you can't tell we're creeping toward the days of Sodom and Gomorrah all over again, you're spiritually blind. Come on, church. We're not in a day where they want you to allow them to do what they want to do. They want you to approve of them doing what they're doing. That's what Sodom and Gomorrah was. How do you get to a point where an entire city? This is how you do it. Is when you start accepting those lifestyles. I read a graph 40 years ago. People that were like that. It was like 1%. 10 years later, it was like 2%. Ten years later, like 3%. Two or three years ago, like 10 or 15%. My, my, my. If there ever was a day that you don't need to forsake the assembling of yourself, like other people do, as a matter of some people are, today is that day. But this ain't just a suggestion because you go on to the 26th verse. And it says, for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. The assembling together of God's people is not just a good suggestion. It's a commandment of God. He said some people's manner is going to be that they don't go to church. But he said your manner is going to be that you're going to go. And the the 26th verse says, and if you don't, you're willfully sinning. Well, this is kind of scary stuff right here. And if you willfully sin, you're going to have to willfully repent. If you willfully sin, you ain't ready to meet God. Well, I hope this is all right. I'm preaching to the choir anyway. Y'all at least clap. So why would it be such a big deal to assemble? I'll tell you why. Because God said, I don't want the light to go out. Where else are you going to get oil? At the library? Where else is your cup going to run over? 
on Facebook? Walking the nature trails? Well, I just get my joy. You know, I'm out in the pasture looking at the horses. It's kind of, I can just see God. No, you come to God's house to get the oil. You can feel God anywhere, but if you want to get filled up, you got to come to the filling station. Man, I feel the fear of God in this place. And I began to think when God was dealing with me about this, willfully sinning by not going to church. There's way too many people don't come to church for reasons that ain't good enough. Maybe I just need to look at the camera. (laughs) Getting quiet in here. Can I just list some things that ain't good enough reasons? I'm tired. Well, I don't know. I mean, it could be. If you would like to try it, get to the judgment hall, stand before the great white throne and say, I was tired. I don't want to say that. Praise God. Them Pharisees, buddy, they was tithes payers. They paid out of their herb garden. They paid out of their paycheck. They paid out of everything. And Jesus said, well, you're doing good. You ought to do that. But you also should have. Boy, I'd hate to hear that. You also shouldn't have had honey religion. Y'all know what honey religion is? If honey ain't going to church, I guess I'll stay home too. Praise God. I, I, I hope y'all know this is, this is anointed from United Airlines and Jesus Christ. Hey, 40,000 feet high. I was in the third heaven. God was dealing with me last night. Amen. Praise God. It's kind of quiet in this house. I feel, I feel like I'm at a place I need to just stop and tread for a little bit. Here, this is what scares me to death. If that Bible said forsaking the assembly is willfully sinning, that means you chose to get your cup full of sin than to come get your cup full of the oil. So then, now I know there's people that can't make their own schedule. They work and they can't come. I'm not talking to you. But you should be praying, God, let me own my own business. Let me get a job where I can make my own schedule. That's what you should do. I'm not talking to people that are so physically messed up and down that they can't. I'm not talking to people that's got 105 fever. People that ain't even faithful to church sometimes when they get 105 fever, they want to go to church then. Anyway, yeah, she raised her hand. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about where you say, well, I'm kind of a Sunday night guy. Or I'm a Sunday morning kind of church guy. Can't come Wednesday because I'm kind of tired. Hallelujah. 
Don't clap because people think you're like talking about them or you. <laughs> this is this is not confession hour. This is this is Bible study. You know what the most wonderful thing my mama ever did for me was she made me go to church. It 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 put a habit in me that you're supposed to go. And so unless you were like dead unless the funeral home called about you you're going to church I've told this church before back I don't know it must have been the 80's they come up with this little thing looked like a piece of a tape measure and it had numbers on it it was like an invention somebody invented and uh, you could just put it on their head and it goes and it go over to whatever it was so I thought, you know what, I'm not going to, I don't think I want to go to church today. So I ran to the closet and I started rubbing my head like this real fast. Get that friction going. And I got that little thing and I took it to mom. I said, mom, I got a fever. And she put it up there. It was like 104 or something. She said, okay. She said, okay, well, you, you can just sit in the car. I thought, if I'm going to go to church, I'm going to play with my friends. I just popped out of it. You know what? Some people get into the habits they need to pop out of. Missing church is a habit. And when it gets easy to miss church, it's going to be easy to miss heaven. Because you never got filled up. The Bible tells about ten girls. One, five of them was serious about getting in. Five of them, what were they doing? Well, I just, I'm awful tired. I'm a growing girl. I'm tired. Just give me a break. God don't give. When that trumpet blows, the breaks are over. Mercy's over. When the trumpet blows, that's when the books are going to be open. No more. Well, we'll give you one more chance. Yeah, yeah, just come. Well, yeah, y'all all go back. Go back, yeah, do it for one more week and we're going to give them one more chance. The trumpet blows, it's over. Why don't you make a habit of going to the filling station every time the doors are open? <laughs> Praise God. Everybody clap your hands. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Pretty tired in here tonight for some reason. Amen. But this is good stuff, though. Man, wouldn't it be sad if somebody didn't make it to heaven because they willfully sinned one service and never made it back and repented of it. And God came or called them home. Say, why, why are you harping on stuff? Because this is... 
one thing we have to get right. If you build your house and it's out of square, who cares? You, you can build the front out of red brick and the side out of black brick for all I care. It don't matter. But this matters. This is the only thing that matters. Is making heaven your home. Hey, this is, why, why do you harp on people missing church to try to make an extra $100? Because it's a pattern that will send them to hell. When you, you can't serve God and mammon at the same time. The Bible said that's something. You got to make up your mind. It's kind of like me, and I'm just, I'm sorry, but I really did miss y'all. I used to love to kill deer. I was born mad at them. Killed everyone I seen. Well, I hunted all the time. And then I got the Holy Ghost. And so it come opening day of deer season, opening weekend, and so I just, uh, I just went deer hunting. Saturday and Sunday. I seen deer on Saturday, but Sunday I froze to death and never saw deer. But I'm a pretty slow learner, so I tried it again. And I used to think I knew how to deer hunt when I could hear and see. I'd go again on Sunday. You know what would happen? No deer. It's like God hid them all in a thicket somewhere. Release them on Monday. Pin them up on Sunday. He may do that for everybody. I don't know, but he does it for me. You know what God was trying to... He said, when my house is open, there's nothing more important than being in the house of God. That's why I don't go yard selling on Sunday. I'm not going to your birthday party on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm not going to your family reunion on Sunday. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I make commitments in my life. When the filling station's open, I want to get filled up. I want his favor. Hallelujah. Man, you can't, you can't think you can run your own business and, and miss and think God's going to favor that business. You, you'll go two steps forward and, and something will knock you 10 feet backwards. And I don't know how many times to say it to people. I don't know how many different ways you can preach it. Maybe I need to paint a picture, but I can't paint. Two steps forward, 10 steps back. Praise God. Amen. Well, hello. During the housing crunch, nobody's selling houses. I was selling houses, but I never missed church. One time I sold a house and they said, if you can have this done by Monday morning, we're going to close or whatever. Guess what happened? I worked as hard as I could, day and night, but when it came church time, I'd call them. Hey, we're not going to be there for a little while. 
went to church, <laughs> go home, change clothes, and work on some tile or whatever. And I'd go, you know what? I didn't want God to shut the windows of heaven in my life and mess up the sale he was working on for me. I don't know if I'm real smart or God's just real plain to me. Amen. I just, this Bible says, seek ye first. Everybody say first. first. What does first mean? First. Man, I'm telling you, y'all are like a, this is like Bible college right now. I feel like a theologian. First means not or what does it mean? Seek ye first. I'm seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What happens when you're doing it first? Hey, I'm sorry. I got to go to church. I didn't even think about it. I, time slipped up. I'll be back in a couple hours. I got to go to church. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. What happens? He said, I'll add all these things unto you. The keys to being blessed is just who, knowing who to put first. Praise God. Praise God. Don't tell me you can't do it. Amen. I, I built houses, was developing land, running an insurance agency. What else has I done? I had jobs everywhere. It didn't matter. None of it mattered when it was time to go to God's house to get filled up. And I never thought about, I never seen this till today. That if I wouldn't have gone, I would have been sinning willfully. What, what does willfully mean? You decide, it, was your will, it was your decision. You made up your mind, I'm going to stay home and I'll go later on. That's a willful decision. Just like I'm going to go get something. I'm going to go to the store and get some chocolate milk. You can't say, well, uh, I'm diabetic because of all this chocolate milk. <laughs> it ain't the chocolate milk's fault. You went and got it. <laughs> You ordered it online or something. They brought it to your door. It was you. I'm trying to give you some comic relief here. If you ever get to the point where you start taking possession of your own life. I am what I am because of what I did, the decisions I made, and who I Well... My mama abused me when I was little. She had pinchers for fingers. Now I got PTSD and I can't. Some of y'all wasn't pinched and it shows. Praise God. We need more pinchers. Hey, if they scream, I'll just ignore them. I'll just keep preaching. Whip them, I'll just. I might just stop and clap. Y'all look over there. That's what y'all need to be doing. No, praise God. Amen. Praise God. I want to keep the lights burning. You work on the vessel. You, you got to be where the filling station is to get the vessel full. Here's the only other reason the light could go out is if the wick was never trimmed. 
Now, people love to jump and shout and praise God and feel good. Did you let a preacher start trimming some things out? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Because I don't want the lights to go out. I'll shout with you. I'll run the aisles with you. You ain't telling me how to. I'm the man of this family. Yeah, you are. And you'll get to live with it too. The last thing that'll keep it is you not allowing your wick to be trimmed. How does that happen? It can happen a bunch of ways. A lot of my wick gets trimmed right here on this altar. I'm saying, God, help me, Jesus. Don't let me be a moats today. Let me love everybody. Don't let me be the other half, the Eddie half. In Jesus' name. I want to be like you, Lord. And he just starts cutting stuff out. You got to let him. Sometimes it happens when the preacher is preaching. See, I grew up when they used to throw songbooks. Give me one of them songbooks just to scare them. Yeah. I think I'd have much more respect if I walked around with this in my hand. And every now and then just did that. <laughs> I'd shout with him, but then he'd get up there and he'd start preaching. You got to love everybody. You got to get rid of that bad spirit. You can't be. You can't have beer in your refrigerator and still. Hallelujah. You get red in the face and veins popping out. And every now and then he'd throw a songbook or something. You know what he's doing? He was trimming. This is where your light will go out if you don't ever allow somebody to do some trimming in your life. You can come shout, speak in tongues, praise God, the cup run over. But the light will still go out. You kind of quiet. Er, in here. Praise God. You know what it is? It's a balance. Every day, there's a few little things we need to trim on. We all need to get refilled. Balance. Shout a while, speak in tongues, feel the peace of God, and then you would be foolish if you didn't want some trimming. Hey, you, you. Somebody told me, they said something about this guy having long hair. He said, Well, Jesus had long hair. I said, Did you ever go to town with him? <laughs> Praise God. Did you ever see him? No. You know, the funny thing is that people just do a little research. All them paintings from the Reformation age where all the painters were all a bunch of homosexuals. And 
you're going to take their account for what Jesus was? Or Paul said, I got caught up to the third heaven. I seen him. And then he writes in his book to the Corinthians, it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Jesus wasn't a hippie. He had a haircut. Paul seen him. And you, I mean, it just takes like a little bit of common sense. Who painted that picture? Well, this was William Leonardo, whatever. And his roommate was William the Third. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. I'll just listen to Paul. Praise God. I'll just look at the picture that Paul painted. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say there's a balance. There's a balance. You got to let somebody work on you. You got to let God work on you. You got to open this up and read it sometimes and let it work on you. Amen. Praise God. I'm all about the cup getting full. I'm all about the shout, but I'm all about the trimming too. So I don't, I, I don't want to shout and then be left behind. You know what that is? That's charismatic is what I call it. Praise God. I want to be right in my spirit. I want to love everybody. I want God happy with me. Amen. If I can do that, the lights will burn forever. Amen. I'm going to get another dose of the Holy Ghost every day. Amen. Amen. But I'm going to open up that book. Help me, God. Amen. Why don't you stand together with me? I I got a lot to preach, but I don't think you could bear it right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible said it's the little foxes that Spoil the vine. It ain't spoiled like your grandchild spoiled. It's just spoiled like milk that's been set out in 100 degree temperature all summer long and you opened it up. It's the little foxes that make everything disgusting. It's the little foxes that make you a, a an odor that God just... That's what he told Israel. I can't stand it. Stop doing what you're doing. God even said, take all your jewelry off so I can even see what to do with you. He was, it was like a, it was like a incense in his nose. He hated it. It was just, you know what happened? They never would let Moses. He gave them the law. He talked to them. He told them everything. He was a meek man. But they never just let him really work on them. He goes up on the mountain. He's gone too long. He's gone too long. Aaron, why don't you do something for us? Why don't you build us a golden calf? We don't know where this Moses is gone. He's praying too long. I had people just come to prayer meeting. People call me. Want something. Five minutes later, they're calling again. Ten minutes, they're calling again. 
Before I get praying, they've already quit church because I didn't call them back. You know what? Humanity never changes. They're always the same. I've committed my heart every day of my life. I want to become a better person. There's things that there's things I need to change. I could become more whatever. I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. But if there is something I want to know, because I, I won't. He said, "You're the light of the world." You know what he intended? He intended for you. When you walk through Walmart, people will say, man, there's something about that person. He, he wanted them to say, man, when I've talked to you, there's just something about you. Preacher told me a story. He went to a cattle sale, him and his boys. On that day, he had his Wranglers and his cowboy boots and his western shirt and his cowboy hat. And his boys were dressed like him. And they were all dressed like everybody in the whole room. His boys went out. And there was a lady there. And she stopped them boys. And she said, there's something different about y'all. I feel something. At that time, Daddy walked up started talking she said there is I'm feeling something different about y'all think about it they're dressed like everybody in the whole room you got the same big old belt buckle all the same but something about them made that woman stop and say what on earth what are you who are you what what, what am I feeling? You know what it was? It was that lamp. It was burning. You know how we're going to win this city? We're going to keep the lights on. We're going to keep our spirits right. Hallelujah. Well, I said medium rare and they brought it. Well done. Hey, I've ate a bunch of steaks that wasn't done like I wanted them. You know why? Because I had a church card in my pocket. And when I got through chewing that leather, how would somebody want a well-done steak? God help them. I said, whenever I chew this piece of leather, if I ever get it swallowed, I'm going to smile and I'm going to give her a church card and say, I would love for you to come to church. Pentecostal guy told me one time. He said, they know me at McDonald's because when I go to the drive-thru, if they hand me cold fries, I'm throwing them right back in there. I thought, I bet you're really a soul winner. I bet those people really are excited. I bet they're asking you, where do you go to church? True story. True, sad story. God, don't let that be us. Well, I'll just eat cold fries or slide them in the back seat. <laughs> Why? I want to be a light. Can you imagine going to heaven and you get them in the corner and say, hey, 
you did my steak horrible. It was awful. But I didn't say a word because I wanted you to come to church. How would that make that person feel? You get you a bear hug. I just want, I'm through preaching. I'm just talking. Lift your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I wonder if there's anybody would like to come around this front. Come on, I need some help. Come on, why don't you get your cup full right now? Come on, why don't you let the oil of the Holy Ghost come down on you? Come on, cleanse us, God. Cleanse us, God. Cleanse us. Come on, let God mold you and shape you right now. Come on, if there's a place that all's leaking out, why don't you deal with it right now? Why don't you get real honest with God right now? (laughs) Right.